Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Massive Attack. Welcome to my world. I'm Joe. You're Mitch. I'm Mitch. You're Joe. I am. I'm not going to get it wrong this time. And, ooh, spooky, today is Halloween. <laughs> oh, you're scaring me. <laughs> so yes, Halloween. A big thing for some people? Well, I want it to become a big thing. Do you know why? Slutty costumes. Yeah. But no, I don't think you get adults much here in Australia. The kids will be out later doing their trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. We did dressed up last year. Yeah. So, yes. All right. Halloween. Scary times. We're not going to talk about the Fat Albert no, Halloween no, no, no. thingy that we no, talked about no, last no. year for the normal episode. You, you suggested. Let's talk about horror films. Or yeah. a film. Well, I, I'm talking about a film. I think you're talking about a series of films, are you not? Yes, I am. And all right, I'll go first. So, when I was younger... Firsties! I was a big so horror much fan. younger than today. Yeah. Never needed anyone's help in there. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> but when I was younger, I was a big fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And I guess horror in general. But I realise now, going back boobs. and re-watching, maybe. I was a big fan <laughs> of horror when I was had no life, no friends. And we'll go and get the five videos for $5 at the video library. Because I got science fiction and horror movies because mum would get me with the R-rated ones. Because they were horror films, but chances are there'd be boobs. Yeah. Um, video was a real big thing for horror, though, wasn't it? It mm. was one of those things where you would go down to the video shop and there would always just be a massive horror section. And they'd all be you know, movies you'd probably never heard of. And a lot of them were probably straight to video. Yeah. And they were very schlocky in the 80s horror movies. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Nightmare on Elm Street series came about. Yep. I think the first one came out in 1984. Sex crimes. <laughs> <laughs> and... Was the first movie for Johnny Depp, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. And the first movie is a real horror movie. There is a lot of very scary stuff in it. Definitely is, bitch. (laughs) And as the series went on, and you can just keep insulting me as we go, but as the series went on, it got more jokey, I guess. It's a Rick and Morty reference. Oh, is it? Yes. I thought you were just being nasty. No. Or Freddy Krueger quotes or something. So, yes, Nightmare on Elm Street, the main character is Freddy Krueger, who was a child killer. Bastard son of a thousand maniacs, I think you'll find. The band with... What's her name? Idiot Brickell. <laughs> no, not Idiot Brickell. Idiot Brickell or the bastard son of a thousand maniacs. No, a thousand but... ma- no that's 10,000 maniacs as a band. Oh, it's totally like, different. Yeah, Idiot Brickell's completely different. But 10,000 maniacs was <laughs> a band in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> this, this has been derailed from the get-go. But anyway, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I was really into it when I was a kid. I can remember trying to make myself a Freddy Krueger hand glove out of a set of steak knives and an old gardening glove at one stage. And my sister actually, when I was in high school, knitted me a green and red stripy jumper. Nice. Hmm. But I never had a fedora because, yeah, I wasn't a dick. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. You sure about that? <laughs> you sure you don't have one? So. I've got a more than one. <laughs> it's late. And the Nightmare on Elm Street series. The series Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, there was the, Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah. It was a big thing. For me, sort of the 80s leading into the later ones, I can remember going to the cinema and seeing three. I can definitely remember seeing four in the cinema because I got freebie tickets through Triple M or I saw one, one of those ones. ones. I think I'd be four. We might have been at the same screen. We might have been. That's bizarre. But it went from being... They were red tickets with black printing. They were. Yeah, we were at the same one. Maybe. Wow. Did you have the soundtrack album? No, no. Yeah. See, I had the Nightmare on Elm Street 3 soundtrack Drama-rama. album. Drama-rama. No, 
No, actually, that was four. But I had the album, and half the songs that were in the movie weren't on the album, oh. and half the songs that were in the the album weren't in the movie. But yeah, the drama 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 drama. <laughs> <laughs> Drama Rama's Anything Anything which is in Nightmare on Street 4 The Dream Warrior where he's doing his karate workout with his nunchucks isn't on the album oh. but anyway so yes as I'm trying to say I was a big fan of Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen them for quite some time so I decided to re-watch a couple of them just recently to get me in the mood to talk about them again so I watched 3 and 4 back to back and I don't know if they hold up that's all you've watched recently you didn't watch the first one I didn't one. watch the first one okay. and I didn't watch the second one because the second one's not very good anyway mm-hmm. because the second one kind of didn't follow the, the story of the first one but the third one kind of ties it back in again and Nancy from the first one is grown up and plays a doctor I think in the third one yep and there's actually a few big names in the third one. Patricia Arquette, before she was anybody. Yep. And the effects kind of feel cheesy now. They probably were cheesy at the time, but they, looking at them now, the, most of them are practical effects, but they just don't look as realistic as they probably did back in the, the in 80s. HD. <laughs> yeah, I think that probably helped. I watched it on my iPad, so... Okay. Yeah, it's not like I was watching it on big screen blown up. But it, it still had a lot of fun to it, and it still has a lot of you know, bizarre deaths and stuff like that that the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are kind of famous for. And I'm kind of glad I watched them, but yeah, I'm not sure if they really hold up as well as, say, some of the other horror movies of that era do. So I remember I saw the first one. I don't know how old I would have been. So if it came out in 84, I could have seen 85, 86, so I'm at least 12 or 13. Yeah. It was school holidays. My sister was in her room. She didn't want to watch it. I'm watching it. And I kept visiting her a lot. While I was watching the movie, just sort of seeing what she was doing, if she was okay. When she's older than me, she was fine. But yeah, obviously, I didn't. I wasn't as comfortable with the movie as I was. I would have thought from memory. It sort of it didn't freak me out as a fact that I wasn't going to go near horror movies again anytime soon. But yeah, yeah it was just one of those things where it was just like, this is kind of freaky. This is the freakiest thing I've ever seen because it probably would have been at the time. Yeah. By that point, you know, I don't remember a lot. I remember like her in the bath and the hand coming up. Is that in the first one? Yeah. And Johnny Depp dying by that volcano of blood. Yeah. Was probably the thing that. And I think um, the other thing that you remember most probably about the first one is she's talking on the phone and the tongue comes through the receiver of the phone. And the very last scene is the mum being ripped through the window in the door. Yeah. Which looks quite comical now. And I've seen the others since. I assume I've seen the original run. I've definitely seen Freddy vs. Jason. I haven't haven't seen seen the new Nightmare and I haven't seen the new remake with without Robert England. No, I didn't bother with that either. Surprisingly, though, watching it again, like three and four, I think were probably my favourites of the series, and, I, and three and four were definitely the ones that I had watched the most. There was lines in four I probably haven't seen it for a good ten years, but yeah, you know, I could remember them word for word. Well, some I mean, of the you've lines. seen a lot. I've not seen one in the two thousands. I can tell you now. No, I, actually, I probably haven't either. So it's probably been at least. 15, 16 years since I have seen it. But I could still remember the lines and some of the effects. There's one bit in, I think it's in 3, where he rips up his shirt and he's got the faces, faces. of all the kids. Yep. And that bit, I was like, yeah, I love this bit. But yeah. no, that's, that's a weird thing. It glorified the killer. Yeah. And that made it weird, especially for, like, news... The news loved it. They were going, oh, you know, he's a glorified killer and he's the hero almost. And you want to see him kill as many people as possible. In the same way you watch a Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers, you know, that... Well, Michael Myers was cool. That was Wes Craven too, wasn't it? I think so. John Carpenter. No, it's John Carpenter. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Shocker. That was Wes Craven, where he tried to make another franchise. Yeah, that didn't quite work. No. Yeah, so, because you've got fans of Freddy, like, you had the jumper. You did yeah, exactly. Night, and sort of like, you really want to idolise this child killer? 
It's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. But yeah, yeah it, it, it was strange because, yeah, I went through that sort of stage to the end of high school, mm. first year of being out of high school, that I was big into horror movies. And then since then, I don't think I've really watched a lot. Not a lot. Like, I used to, like I said, I used to love it. And I stopped seeing a lot of horror films because my wife was just not into them at all. So yeah. I was sort of like, well, we're not going to go see them. I saw the Saw movies. You saw the Saw? I saw the Saw movies. I've, see, I've never seen a Saw movie. First one's good. Second one's got some moments, but it was a script similar to Saw. And because Saw made so much money, they go, oh, quick, make this quickly. Bring it out next October. Yeah. It's made money. And then the, by the third one, it was actually written for a Saw movie. I don't know what I saw up to, but I haven't seen them all. Don't they just torture porn now? Yeah, pretty much. But it messes with you because it's sort of that whole, here's a situation. You play by the rules, you'll survive. But to what end? And it's just nasty. It's nasty, but the first one was effective. Second one was nasty. And then I can't remember how far I got into it. And one I have seen, which I enjoy the pants off of the Final Destination films. And I yeah. guess you could call them horror, but they're just fun. And they shouldn't be because it's gross and wrong. But um, I really enjoy the pants off those. But I haven't actually watched a horror film properly. For a, I haven't gone out of my way. Like The Conjuring's obviously the big one in the last few years. Haven't seen that yet. Exorcism of Emily Rose and those sort of things I haven't watched. Everyone raved about It Follows, and that came out last year or the year before, and Mm. I watched that and just thought that it dragged really badly. Uh, I did go to a press screening of a movie called The Inn, I think it was called, and it was about this haunted hotel, and it was creepy. And there's a difference between gore, so you've got torture porn, so you've got things like Hostel and Saw, and then you've got creepy and then there's things like a thriller you know would you call a thriller so I used to say oh my favourite horror film is Blue Velvet unless it's me being pretentious (laughs) and wanky but it is that kind of horror because you're in a situation and there's dread and there's all these sort of things. So you you were watching the Nightmare on Elm Street films. So I said, oh, I'll, yeah, I googled the list and there was there wasn't much that appealed to me. There yeah. was some I'd seen, but not for a long time, and I didn't really want to rewatch. And, and anything in the new, I just didn't care. So it was sort of like, and then the Babadook popped up, which is the Aussie one. It's an Aussie film, low budget. I think it was kickstarted at the beginning. Like there was kickstarter money in it. Like I think it was only like three hundred thousand of its two and a half million dollar budget or something stupid like that but there is kickstarter money in it and it's it's a very basic little story where it's a mother and son that live together and you sort of get this like ruth cracknell and gary mcdonald almost and what happened was you had you sort of find out pretty quickly that the husband had died on their way to delivering the, the son like they were on the way to the hospital they had an accident and he died and the son's a bit crazy so he's sort of getting not crazy he's, he's not right mum's been caught into school because he's starting fights or he's doing this problem and they go we've got to take him out and she looks disheveled the mum Essie Davis from Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries is okay. playing the mum and it's very low key in its Aussiness it's sort of like just is you know you're watching it it's very sort of real I'm going to say the kid actor's not very good you just hate him like I don't know if he's a bad actor or he's really good at being annoying I'm not sure Essie Davis is very good but what happens in the story essentially is they find a book it's like do you want want to read a story tonight it's like yeah and she finds it's the Babadook and he had no idea so where'd you find this one it's like oh it was there and it's a really creepy looking book it's a pop up book and it's very basic and it's about this phantom that's once you let him in he's in and all this sort of stuff and they're like ooh and he's already not 100% the son so it freaked him out and he doesn't sleep so the mum's exhausted she's absolutely stuffed because she doesn't get it she hasn't had a good night's sleep for years because he doesn't sleep 
he's always in her because he's got monsters. He's making contraptions to fight monsters, you know, a cricket ball throwing backpack sort of thing. And you sort of read the book, it's creepy, and she threw it out, and then it turned up again. So then she opened it, and the pages in there were sort of foretelling things. She cut it up and threw it in the bin, and then it turned up again, but fixed. Mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff and she burnt it and, and she's getting more and more tired you're looking at her and she's looking more and more tired so for a while you're thinking is it in her head you know what's going on and it just gets creepier and creepier and there's some really nice effects in there like it's it's effective you know it's not a spectacular movie in any yeah. way but it's just really effective and quite claustrophobic in its smallness of everything and it, it just it just works really really well I mean I can understand why people have talked about it I mean William Friedkin who directed The Exorcist said this is the scariest movie he's seen okay. and I wouldn't go that far I don't think but it, it is definitely effective God the kid shit me though <laughs> fuck it's hard to say what I think my scariest horror movie would be. Because, again, when, you, when you're a kid, you watch, a, or when you're a you know, young teenager, you watch a lot of stuff, and it's scary at the time, but then you probably go back and watch them again now. Like, I, I can remember seeing Evil Dead when I was a kid, and then going back and watching that now, it's kind of like, well, it's just laughable, really. Mm. And then, you know, that went on to Evil Dead 2, which pretty much turns into a comedy, and yep. Army of Darkness, which is more comedy than horror. Mm-hmm. But, now yeah, I, I don't know. That was probably one of the Omen films I saw when I was quite young, I probably... I I was freaked out by the first nightmare. It became a comedy movies after that. Yeah, definitely. And he became a cult hero, but he's a cult hero. It just sort of became weird. And that's where I did the joke about Rick and Morty before where they go into the Inception Dream, into Inception Dream, and there's a Freddy Krueger character. And he just finished every sentence with, bitch, that's right, bitch, what are you doing, bitch? Oh, give me, I'm going to eat some breakfast now, bitch. And that's how the and movie the, basically becomes later on. It becomes a caricature of itself and glorifies him. And so it's not the scary movies that it was. No. There's no dread. And I think when they remade it, they tried to bring that in. Friday the 13th aren't scary. Are the Scream movies any good? Scream movies are really clever. Well, that's Wes Craven as well, isn't it? Yeah, because he plays with the rule. And it talks about the rules of horror films. He goes, well, these are the rules. And this is how we're going to adhere to them. And then when he made the sequel, it's like, well, this is how sequels work. And he, these are the rules of the sequel. It was very clever in what they did. I really enjoyed it for that. What is it? You know, it's, it's just this funky... Is it dated now? Maybe. I don't know. Probably. But you had... Similar movies coming out with I Know What You Did Last Summer. They're, they're not bad. Oh, they're fine, but they're not scary. You know? yeah. You're not, it's just whatever. Yeah. You know? I, I can remember seeing the first Jeepers Creepers movie and thinking that was all right. I don't remember. It's Justin Long. Mm. And I've not people. seen it. I know it's a scarecrow yeah. we got. I, actually, something I did see recently that I, or in the last few years that I thought was actually not bad, and that's probably Cabin in the Woods. Because again, that again, sort plays of with the rules. Play, play, yeah, turns it around and plays but with the rules. It, it's all about dread, and that's what a lot of people say. It's like horror and dread. There's gore, there's torture, porn, all that sort of stuff. And looking at the list, when I Googled and looking at a list of horror movies and the best, The Descent kept popping up. And I hated The Descent. I did not care. Mm. I wanted the girls to die because I didn't like any <laughs> of them. And I just, it just didn't do anything for me. It, just, it was weird. Where a lot of people talked about and there was dread. People felt dread for it where I just wanted them to die. Yeah. But if you want to give a movie where I was uncomfortable watching it because of the horror, I'd probably say would be Wolf Creek. Oh, yeah. Because it just was sort of real and you wanted them to get away and they he was still coming after them and that sort of stuff and you really felt sorry for them and all those sort of factors. Yeah. And it wasn't a fun movie at all in that way. And that's why Blue Velvet sort of is a horror to me because he got himself in a situation he couldn't get out of and it was realistic. There was dread. Hmm. Where exactly. I don't I didn't get that with the descent where all these other people I've talked to, they go, oh, they really felt for them and they wanted this. And it's like, just die. 
Yeah, I, I think probably the problem is that we've now grown a bit older and horror is a young person's well, you're genre. watching American Horror Story, so you're watching TV shows. Yeah, and I, I, still, I still do have a bit of a fondness for the old horror film, but I just don't really go out of my well, way to watch I them to quite look, as well. Well, they're sort of different. It's like, one, you, you can find boobs anywhere, so you don't need a horror film for that. They're still making a shed load of horror films. Like, I, I look at my torrent sites and stuff like that, and the amount that you'll never even... You look on Netflix, you look on that, there's so many that turn up. Yeah. They just don't appear. Yeah. Like, the subject matter is like, whatever. And, I mean, when we, we were growing up, you had things like The Fly or Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, and they would get cinema releases. And you'd go, oh, you know, they were big deals. They were based on celebrities, in a way. That Freddy Krueger or Jason. Yeah. And they were franchises that you sort of look forward to every year. Nowadays, it's The Conjuring and those sort of things. So they're still around. They're just not, obviously, in my wheelhouse that I'm going out of my way to see. They did it with the Saw franchise. So they're around. Final Destination had a run for a while. Blair Witch is coming back. I just haven't been attached to them. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Maybe we shouldn't have picked what our favourite horror movies are because neither of us seem to really like horror movies. No, no, no. We do. But it's a classic. I was tempted. I was, I mean, looking when I was looking at the list, I was like, what do I want to watch? Because uh, one, what have I got access to? Yeah. So Netflix had Babadook, so that was perfect. And I had one to see it. Hmm. Bride of Frankenstein actually got a Guernsey in the list. It's like, mm, I haven't seen it. I do own it on DVD because I bought it cheap because it was, yeah. But it was like, I haven't seen it. I'm interested because I, I do like my old film. So it'd be great to go back and, and see that. But I didn't know. I obviously chose a Babadook. But one thing I did want to see, and I couldn't find it anywhere to watch, was Trilogy of Terror, which is apparently a classic and very good and really creepy. And it was like, I was looking forward to seeing that because creepy can be better than gory. Mm. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I don't need to see gore anymore. I've seen enough. I mean, you watch, my wife watches Bones and Castle and all that sort of stuff, and they pride themselves in having a really gory body find. You know, at the, the opening scene is generally, they find the body and it can be pretty gross and gory, and that's mainstream television now. I've seen a lot of making of special effects DVDs, movies of how they do all the special effects, how they do horror movie makeup. I've seen Thompson Vinny documentaries. Yeah. So that's not the appeal that it once was. So those sort of things have gone. So having, even watching something like Deadwood or whatever, you had dread watching that. Yeah. So the, the feeling you get from the horror movies, I'm getting elsewhere, I guess. I'm not going out of my way to find that. Hmm. And I suppose computer games, you know, if it came to sit down, I was like, I used to go out, hire you know, my five videos, come home, I'm watching them on a Friday night, get a pizza or whatever and, and watch them. Now I'm playing computer games, I'm watching other things. What well, something like Dead Space gives you that feeling. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. It's the, the not knowing where, where the aliens are going to come from. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is suspenseful. And I think that's what a lot of modern horror movies are missing is, as you said, the, the suspense Yep. And it's all just about the gore. Well, Babadook, it's sort of like, it's probably in the same lines as something like uh, Exorcist or something. It sort of plays with you a little bit more than outright jump scares, outright gore. None of that. It's just creepy. Hmm. Well, it has been on Foxhell and I've had it sitting on my planner for probably a good six months and haven't got around to watching it. So maybe I should make the effort. You could do a lot worse. It's a perfectly good film. All right. And kind of creepy and it's kind of, oh, I kind of want the book. Hmm. It's a really funky looking book. But the Kickstarter guys, they all got a copy of the book. But no more, that's it. So there's like 9,000 copies of the book and that's it. Which cool. is funky. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's a nice place for us to wrap up well, this week. Have yourself a good Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. Well, lollies. Whatever. And we'll see you next month. Next month. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.